listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real-life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey, 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 SLPs. It's Felice Clark, the Dabbling Speechy. I am your host of the Real Talk SLP podcast, and we are on episode number 13. So today we're going to get real. We're going to get real about what it's like to be a presenter, what it's like when you're up in front of an audience of your peers talking about things, all things speech pathology. And so when I came up with this topic, I wanted to kind of you know, draw some light about what goes on behind making a presentation, how the whole process of of jumping into that. And I thought I need to have Lisa and Sarah from the SLP Toolkit get on here because they always keep it real. They they have such great insights and they've been just jumping into being presenters with doing the SLP Telecon, the SLP Summit, and they really have just paved the way for bringing relevant professional development to school-based SLPs that we can apply on Monday morning. And, And that was something that was really, really needed. And at the same time, it's really hard. So we're going to talk about that today in this episode. And just before we dive into the interview, I just want you guys to know a little bit about SLP Toolkit. Uh, First of all, it's co-founded by Lisa and Sarah. You can follow them on Instagram at SLP Toolkit. Um, I like to call them the Toolkit ladies. And it is a digital tool so what it is, it's the web-based app that is, it's a digital tool for SLPs that it's it's designed to help take the headache out of caseload management. We all know how much paperwork we have to do, documenting, you know, assessments, daily data, all those things. And you can use this tool to digitally take data and keep track of all the kids on your caseload without feeling like you're going to lose paper or you'll have it in one spot. So if you go to multiple schools, you can access all that information. And during the school closures, I was able to learn some new tips on how to document using SLP Toolkit when I've talked with a parent, when I've sent home an assignment. Um, I was able to do that digitally and streamline that process, and it was amazing. So if you're thinking that you're going to have to continue this whole distance learning, teletherapy thing uh, for a while, I would really look into this as a tool and bring it up with your districts about possibly investing in this for your SLPs. It was really helpful. Um, one, it, There's a little bit of a learning curve in the sense that you have to get your caseload all in there and you got to get used to the tool. So if you make a diligent effort to learn the tool, you're going to love it later. It's going to be a lifesaver. Um, also, I just want to mention, um, if you don't follow Lisa and Sarah, if you don't listen to their podcast, True Confessions, you need to go subscribe to their podcast because they dish about all things speech pathology and they tell you their true confessions about the field. So they really keep it real. And that's why I wanted to have them on the show. So let's head over to the interview. I think you're going to be in for a treat. All right, let's do this. All right. So I'm so excited to have Lisa and Sarah here. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah. How's it going? 
You know, it's been an interesting 2020, I think, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Going on. I don't know if you've noticed. It's a little bit <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, it's been interesting. Um and yeah, I'm trying to go with the the flow, so to speak, and try to count my blessings here. Um in the midst of chaos, it feels like right. every day. I feel like so, we kind of talked about that too as far as it's like, you know, there it is really crazy and we've had our moments of like, man, this is just it sucks and and everything with coronavirus and and all of the changes to the economy and whatever, but now we have both kind of shifted to thinking about we've spent a lot of time with our kids that we wouldn't normally. We both have teenagers. So spending time with the teenagers, doing house projects, things like that, where it's like, well, you know what? If, if life were as it always was, then I don't think we'd be doing all this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of, I think, even has opened the door for just shifting how we do, like today's the topic is about presenting and what it's like behind the scenes to be a presenter. And it's, it, a lot of us are doing digital, you know, online virtual webinars, and that's like a whole different tool and experience. So it's just been an interesting time learning and navigating all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so too. I think about the SLPs that, you know, have been forced into having to do teletherapy and get really comfortable with technology. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that talk about outside your comfort zone. And I'm sure most of them would much prefer to be back in the classroom, but the the ability to pivot and problem solve and like the, the learning that's happening, I mean, it, it really is invaluable. And I think it's going to just make us better therapists in the long run. But yeah, let's wrap this up and, and get back into the <laughs> normal. Oh, yeah. I remember I went and you guys put on, you guys did so great at pivoting really quickly. You made that telecon um, presentation conference. And I remember watching it like ready to throw something at the screen. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing this. It I wasn't know. that the, the presenters were amazing. And I was like, I don't, this is so hard, but it I was know. really, <laughs> but it was good information. It helped prepare me. Um, but you know, another year of this, it's, it's going to be tricky. And then I saw that ASHA just canceled their convention and, you know, it's kind of a mixed emotions with all that stuff. But, um, of course they had to cancel when it's in California where it's close for the three of us. Right. right. I was so and I was all, yeah. And I was, I was like San Diego. Beaches. Yes. So yeah, I was a little bummed about hearing that. Um, but let's dive in and just talk about what it's like to present. I don't know. I wanted to know for you guys, when was the first time you presented in a front in front of a group of SLPs for the first time? Like, what were your thoughts? What it, were you, do you even remember what you were presenting on? Well, and presenting in front of SLPs is a different question than just presenting, period. <laughs> because I know I've talked to like done staff in services and whatever, but there is an added level of pressure when it is your peers. So I think about the very first time I ever presented was I was really good with um, establishing R in the students on my caseload. And so one of our leads had asked that I speak in front of the group. And I remember at first I was like, no, no, I didn't know about that. Like, because again, I had been sitting in this, these meetings with presenters. And to me, it's fascinating even to watch the audience, the SLP audience, where you've got your people that sit right up front furiously taking notes, nodding their head, engaged with what you're saying. You've got the middle row. Like we had a large district, so we had probably like 100 people in these meetings. And in the middle row, you had your people that were kind of, you know, they were interested, but they were just more like mellow about it. Then you had your back row that literally talked the entire time. 
And, you know, we're always like just complete to me. It was honestly, it drew, it was disrespectful. Um, and I felt like that even before I presented, I just remember thinking like, gosh, can't you just like fake it? Like just, just fake that you're listening. Pretend to care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I know when I was asked to present, I was like, I don't know about that. And then finally, after multiple um, requests, I did go ahead and do it. And it was super nerve wracking. But the, one of the things that I remember standing out about that was, I remember also thinking like, crap, I'm talking to SLPs who know about our job, who know, you know, who do what I do. So why am I suddenly put into this? It's almost like you get um, pushed into an expert role. And I did not feel like an expert about anything. I still don't feel like an expert about anything in life in general. So I feel like just because you're standing in front of your peers, now everyone is listening to you. And so I kept saying things like, you know, this is what I do. You might not want to do this. <laughs> I found this with my kids, but I kept trying to like shove it off. And I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? We do all have great things to bring to the table, but that was my very first time. And it was definitely nerve wracking. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. Um, Sarah, how about you? I would think that probably SLP boot camp. Um, we had done uh, in person conference our very first year after we launched um, our uh, app, and so it was for Arizona SLPs. We just kind of threw it out there to see if anybody would want to come, and then we had like 150 SLPs in this room all day long for like eight hours. And so I love that. You know, I've always just been one of those person that's like, I'm going to go from zero to a hundred. I went from like never doing it to let's just like go big or go home. And mm -hmm. it was, I was honestly terrified, like so nervous. And Lisa always laughs because once I got that mic in my hand, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I think I was born for this. And she was, literally is leaning on the, she, at first she's like, I can't do this. I don't know if I can do this. It's, there's so many people and what am I going to do? And she gets up there, she leans her elbow on the podium, has her other hand kind of like propped on her hip. And she's got the microphone in front of her. She's like, well, so da, 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 da. And she gets up. I'm like, what? You said you were nervous. You know you're like Johnny Carson up in front of a crowd. Like, <laughs> now, yeah. that being said, I am still terrified every time. And it will always take me a while to get through those nerves. But then once I get into the flow, I, I really do love presenting. And um, you know, as long as it's a, it's a good crowd and I'm feeling on game, I've had some not great moments too. <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, my biggest fear is honestly the crowd because I've been an audience member and I would say I probably tinker between the backseat driver and the middle crowd where I'm like, this is nice, but I also have IEPs to write. So yep. I, I can keep my mouth shut. Um, you know, be quiet, but I'm also sitting there like, what else are they going to tell me about best practice? And then you want to, you're like looking back at your admin, like you really brought these guys on because you have, you gave me a caseload of 80. Right. And, you're, and then you're bringing someone telling me to do all these extra things. So I was always kind of like, uh, not a naysayer, but just like. Just cynical. Cyn yeah. Cynical, not really in the mood to learn, but I tried not to be rude with talking, but was, was I guilty of being the talker? Yeah. But it was, it was passing notes, totally like everything bad. Um, and even in like, I never dreamed I would present. It was never something like, I was like, yeah, right. And that was probably a little bit of my fear of 
how I would be received. But then I think there's that whole like imposter syndrome. And I've even said that to like professors that I've talked with, like, well, I'm not a professor. I don't have a PhD. So I don't know if I could be on your like conference list. Like, and that's horrible, but that's like what's gone through my mind um, as a present, like being a presenter. But some of the best presenters are not PhDs. It is your peers. It is your colleagues that know exactly what you're doing. Um, and that's what I think we fail. It goes back to like what you said and, and what I had referenced too, is that I think people expect you to be the expert just because you're standing in front of them. And I think when I shifted my mindset to more of like, no, these are just colleagues sharing ideas. And so even with Sarah and I, when we do webinars, we can't be as interactive, but we like to do things to make it more of a conversation because that's really what it is. It's colleagues sharing information and hoping to, you know, benefit what's going on yeah. with students. And the the best thing that I did when I started, I presented at Kasha and then uh, I did that with Rachel Nortz from the Queen's Speech. And I knew like, okay, if I'm going to present, I need a partner in crime. I need someone to hold my hand. And it was the best decision to just get my feet wet. And then we had a very interesting experience with our presentation. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but room changes, no mics, you know, real, the real star treatment. Huh? I think this is when we saw you at Casha. Was that yeah. yeah, that was, oh I'm pretty God. sure that was my first time. Cause like, I, like I said, like Sarah said, uh, you know, it was like, I guess I go big or go home kind right. of thing. Like I'm going to jump into this and see what happens. And, and then, so then Rachel and I, I said, let's, let's go bigger and let's apply for ASHA. And we went to ASHA and that was like, holy Toledo because the room was filled and thank goodness I had her with me. Um, and then that same ASHA conference I presented with um, use what you have with Hallie and Natalie. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I did present one other Asha with Danielle. I was I was on a panel with Danielle, and I can't remember who else. A panel but, is a different ball game, though. Like a panel, yeah. different style of pres- presenting because that is truly a conversation amongst the people in the panel. And so, yes. I feel like that, it, it does feel a lot less. Um, there's not as much pressure. And it's not just on me to have all the answers right. because there's a panel of people discussing things. So, yeah. So like, and that was really helpful to know, like, if we bomb it, it's it's not just on me and she can save me and I can save her. And yes. so it was, it was a good positive experience, but even now um, I get like, back and yeah, back when I was uh, pregnant, like in December, I had a couple months prior, I had set up that I was going to present for two whole days <laughs> by myself. And oh I didn't think gosh. I was, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be uh, pregnant. And um, so I was pregnant and I was also like freaking out like, oh my gosh, what if they don't like me? <sighs> and it was, it was like game day. It was like Super Bowl. Here we come. You go, you know, you're Beyonce. I was Beyonce trying to be, you know, uh, yeah, so I definitely What did you I, talk about for two days? Just, just yeah, and don't even get me started. Like, um, <laughs> and I was with big wig people. Like, so I'm like, people are choosing to, and they're paying big money. I mean, you know, like they're paying a big, big money for really 
um, sp- like each day you had to pick a top, like you had to pick your um, topic. It wasn't like Asher where you could go, oh yeah, that was a dud. Uh, but this next one was really good. It was, it wasn't like your whole day was destroyed. If you went to like an, a- the Asher conference, you could find something that brought some value to you. But if they choose yours <laughs> and you don't bring it, it was like, oh my gosh, they're going to yeah. go home. And no pressure. Everyone. How every, how, you know, um, so I, yeah, I did a social skills training all day and, um, and then I did a, they requested that I do like a hands-on training for speech pathologists. And that was, that one was freaking me out the most. It ended up going really well. I, the SLPs were so like gracious and it was all about the crowd. I picked the crowd picked like the crowds that like um, hands-on make and takes loved it. But if you have someone that's picking that and they don't love it, it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. They're not going to have fun. Well, the crowd is everything. We had done the same exact presentation multiple times. And in fact, in one location (laughs) to multiple different groups and night and day experience because of the audience. I very much feel the energy from the, the people that I'm speaking to and so it, it changes probably even the way that I approach a topic or, or, or what the presentation looks like, it, whether or not that audience is feeling it. And I can tell when they're not. And there have been times where they have not been feeling it. It is very what? obvious. Yeah, Lisa, I, I think you're sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, here's the beauty thing about Lisa. She don't care. She, <laughs> she, can, she can roll with it. I, I feel it. And it changes me. It changes. It changes my voice, and I and I'm sure my tone and my ener- my energy level. So my energy just- gets changed with size of audience. So and yours is actually the. I think you and I are the opposite. So maybe that's a good thing because one of us will always be on. But when it gets right. too big, I think it feeds Sarah's ability to present. Like she gets it does. again. She gets in front of a crowd. She gets that mic. She's like you know, <laughs> she's going. And me, I'm like, oh, I hate when it's that big. And so when we get a smaller group, I actually like it because then I feel like it goes back to, I think, how I approach these um, presentations, though, is I really want it to be a conversation. And it's hard in my brain to say we're having a conversation with 200 people versus 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like, Sarah, I think I, I, I'm ready to throw up if there's like 500 people in the crowd, but um, I thrive off of that over like 20 people. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, it, it freaks me out, um, knowing like this many people are here for, <laughs> to come see me. I know. Um, oh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't literally think, why are these people listening to anything I have to say? Well, so we talk about it like, wait, it's like weight loss. A lot of the stuff we talk about, it's not glamorous and it's not maybe oh, rocket science novel stuff, but it's like, you've got, people have to hear it. They have to hear it in different ways certain parts of it will resonate at different times. So I'm not worried that we're not social thinking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or like an expert in something like fluency or apraxia. You know, you are, right. you are an expert in this topic. Right. It's a topic people like desperately need. Lisa and I talk about data collection and how to write quality IEPs. I mean, this is not like brilliant expertise type things, but I, I think that's what we realized early on is we, those are the things nobody was talking about. Like, those are the things we struggled with the most and didn't have like really practical advice and solutions for. And so I have to kind of get over the fact that, you know, I'm telling a group of people who do these things every day 
something. And I don't think it's anything new, you know, but I've got to stop assuming knowledge and I've got to just share what I, what I know and what I've learned and hope that something, you know, triggers, you know, some kind of aha moment for the, for them. And And you have to think that school-based SLPs are the majority of the constituents of ASHA. So these are things that people aren't talking about, but it represents most of their membership. Yeah. Right. And you guys kind of started, you know, getting the ball rolling with SLP Summit. You know, I don't know how many, how many years ago has it been like three or four? It's been four because we're getting ready to have our eight. eight. I know. Yeah. So I want you guys to talk about that a little bit. Um, just how that got started. I got, I was honored. They asked me to speak and that was a freaky moment in time because it was all online and digital and it was, you know, but yeah, talk about like how that came about. Well, that one, it really came from, I was sitting and having a conversation with Marisha with SLP now and talking about courses we had done online to learn how to run businesses. So these are outside of our field um, courses that I had taken as I'm trying to learn what the heck I'm doing. And I, I told, you know, Marisha's talking about her experiences with some courses she's taken. And I'm like, I love these online courses that are sharing really practical information. There's not, it's not like an hour of, of theory and research. It's just like, here's what you need to know. Here's what you should do. This is what you can, you know. And so we sat there in this, in Starbucks and thought, you know, should we, should we try this? Let's, why don't we host one of these conferences and we'll get our friends who have practical, amazing information, who are in the trenches to share. And and even better yet, those of you that have created materials and content and tools and apps and all of these things that so they we can share this information so people don't have to reinvent the will. And so we reached out to you guys. I still can't believe, I mean, we, we really didn't, I think we are pretty still, I mean, still pretty new. And I don't think we knew each other that well at this point. So the fact that you agreed to do this and Jenna from Speech Room News and Hallie and um, Jen from Crazy Speech World, the fact you guys agreed to do this conference with us was insane. Oh, and it was, I mean, I'm always for like, let's, let's try something new, but I was definitely like, one, I was scared about technology. Um, I, I was really struggling with what presentation to do. And I remember I did my sensory bins and I kept telling Marisha too, like, I think this is silly. Like everyone is just the same concept that you were talking about. Like everyone should know how to make sensory bins. This isn't rocket science. You just throw some beans in and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it was really something that, um, people were looking for a fresh spin on how to engage their students and, just how to look at it from a from a speech pathology perspective rather than because you could go on Pinterest and find sensory bins from all sorts of places for moms and all this stuff. And so but I I needed someone like Marisha was like, no, you need no, this is a great topic. And you kind of had to like coach me, like, do it, do it. And um, because I was just in my head a little bit about it. So and it was awesome. The feedback for your presentation was unbelievable. People loved it. And it's because they could take it and walk into the therapy room the next day and do something. And it, and it, you know, that kind of stuff, it's inspirational and it gets people energized. And, um, and, and so again, that's, I think kind of the key is that we don't have to have, you know, 10 years worth of research and a PhD to have something to offer. And, um, and I love, I think, you know, we, we do try to mix up who we bring as presenters for summit. So we will have, like we had Kelly for Corson 
who's a brilliant researcher. And we've had Meredith, who loves research and evidence-based practice. Um, and so we will balance those things out. But again, we even still make sure we pick people who are practical in, in that kind of arena too. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just, you know, that's what SLPs need to hear. And as I think we knew that because we all have sat in those courses, like, okay, tell me something that I can actually use. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I would be in, you could, you can tell a presenter that has either not listened to school-based SLPs and the things they're facing or the presenter that's like never stepped foot in a school setting. And they're telling you when you collect background information, you're going to want to do that for like a week. And you're just going, I don't have that much time (laughs) to do that. Like, okay. You know, that kind of, you can tell which presenters and the ones that do know what we're dealing with, it, their presentations are pretty well received um, because I don't know. And, that, and that's why I love the SLP summit because it's initially started with all pretty much school-based SLPs. And then now your vision, even when you pick speakers, they all are, it's all practical for, for any, you know, any setting. So it's been awesome. Our directions yeah. to the presenters are we want the focus to be, I mean, include research. Research is cool. We need it in our field, obviously, but we want that hour, it's very precious time, and we want people to walk away with things that they can do the very next day in therapy. And so even when, Sarah, you mentioned Kelly and you mentioned Meredith, that they are on that like PhD side, but they also walked the walk of being school SLPs. And I feel like those are the two, you know, that's obviously like the unicorn, I think, in our field, the people who are practitioners and also um, do that clinical lens. But Um, the people that I feel like resonate most with our audience are not, you know, typically our, our PhDs. It's the ones that are the people that are in the trenches. Yeah. Well, and we know the roadblocks that you're faced with, so we can find little ways to get around them because we're dealing with it too. And we can also commiserate when things are just not going the way we want. You know, it's like, we understand like how it's hard and we can help you find success, um, in those settings. Whereas other people, when you're removed from it, it's, um, you just start to lose that connection, emotional connection with the setting, I think. And it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you forget. Right. When you're in the, when you're in the moment. How quickly you forget too. Like how the, was, or was that Kelly? Do you remember Sarah when we were talking? It was was Meredith. I think we talked about like the longer she's out of the the classroom, she starts to worry about that relevance, you know, that, that she is going to forget what it was really like to be in that setting. Um, And because there is, there's just something to be said for that. And Lisa and I have always talked about that. Like, how do we keep our foot in the door? You know, obviously we're we're busy. We're trying to do this other project, um, but we want to be relevant and and really provide solutions for working SLPs. And so I don't ever want to become that person who's standing on a soapbox preaching. And it's been 20 years since I've actually put it into practice, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I totally agree with that. So let's, I have a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. But um, I want to know, what was it like to get some negative feedback? Um, I mean, (laughs) we don't, what are you talking about? (laughs) So awesome at present. Are you joking? We post it on Instagram. I saw that and I was like dying because I like, yes, somebody needs to uh, like, call some people out. Um, I remember, I think it was the second time I did your summit. 
I, I was, I got 95% great feedback. And then that 5% and so most of it wasn't even constructive. It was like, she, she smacks her lips too much with her lipstick. And I'm like, okay. Um, you know, thanks, (laughs) thanks for making me feel really insecure about the one thing I was confident about. Um, (laughs) My lipstick. Uh, on point. What is wrong with you? And and then I mean, on the one hand, I love getting positive feedback. I sometimes wonder if our field is so sweet and nice because I I tend to get like all this like amazingness, and maybe it really is amazing. Or and then that one little percentage of like super mean, and then kind of some people will tell you like constructive things because I would I always want to grow. I don't want to just be told I'm amazing because right. you don't want to hurt my feelings. But there's a way to do it. I think that's kind because if you haven't been up there, you know, it's really easy to just rip someone to pieces with what they're doing wrong. Well, plus, again, there's that that um, degree of anonymity where they are giving you feedback and they're saying like, you know, there's no filter. It's like squirrel. I'm just going to, whatever pops into my head, I'm going to say it. And in real life, we don't do that. So I'm not sure why with these the feedback forms, people can do that. And it, I think it's mostly, even all of the presenters, we read the feedback that our presenters get. We read the feedback that we get. And for the most part, it always is overwhelmingly positive. But there will be those ones that um, pop out. I would, um, I agree with you that I want to look at those constructive ones because there are things that can be honed and changed and edited and you know made better. But the ones that are just mean—that's where what we were referencing before, where Sarah and I took those because we were like, really, like who 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 writes this? Who says this to another person? So we just thought it was funny at this point, because we've been doing it for a few years and just thought, you know, we're going to um, read those out loud with Snapchat filters and be those people. Right. (laughs) It's like mean tweets. Celebrities reading mean tweets. That's where we got Uh, the idea from. Yeah. (laughs) And it just kind of like helps you shift perspective. Like, wow, I think I could have got my point across a little bit better without you know, cutting that person down and, and remembering that they're human, um, taking the time to, to do this. And you guys, I think for the longest time, SLP summit was free. Right. And, and it still is free. Yeah. It's just like a super affordable to get CEUs now. It's like, isn't it 25 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. So we just charge if we have to submit, um, uh, to the ASHA registry. So that's only people who pay for the ASHA registry. They have to pay 24 99, I think, or something. And we'll submit all eight hours, um, on their behalf. So otherwise if you don't pay for the ASHA registry, it's totally free. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was going to go back to the, the criticism though, really quickly in at the early days, man, it could be 99 positive things and then one negative thing. And the negative thing was the only thing I heard. And it would, I would really start to second guess if I could keep doing this, like putting yourself out there was really, really hard to do. Um, and so, you know, our skin has gotten thicker over the years. And then, you know, there's times where we do, we just had to laugh at some of them. I don't take him as personally anymore, but there's sometimes where, like you said, I need the constructive criticism. Our last summit presentation, it wasn't overwhelmingly positive. I mean, we still had lovely people who are just kind and probably just say that anyway, but there was a lot of feedback on how we could have improved things. And I was as grateful for that as anything. It was just the people who said that I move too much and I, my facial expressions are dramatic. 
Is that I like what it was? When they said the blonde one's a much better presenter than the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did someone really say that? Yeah, Lisa. This was in the same. Oh, okay. This was one of the mean, mean tweets kind of ones that we read that it was just somebody had said that and said that Sarah twitched or rocked or something too much. Yeah. Ridiculous. It Which, was. It was. So now I just laugh at them, but I just I think for anybody who wants to do this, like you got to just get out of your comfort zone and put yourself out there and be willing to like accept your feedback and let it help you grow and, and become better at it. But don't let it stop you. Because I, I mean, how many times would I have quit by now from things that I have, you know, over the last few years experienced by putting myself out there? So anyway, that's, that's what I got to say. Yeah. That. I was, that was what I was going to segue to like, what is your advice or encouragement if people are kind of interested in presenting or they've been asked or they're just like scared to jump? What's your advice? Um, just do it. Take the opportunities given to you. And that's the other thing with Summit is, you know, we really wanted to provide opportunities to people who may not typically have opportunities to present. And I say that because it's very difficult to be accepted to present at ASHA. And now ASHA Connect, they don't even, you don't even get to submit to, to present. They only invite presenters. So, you know, it they unfortunately seem to pick the the PhDs, the researchers, the big names like Social Thinking and Nina Reeves. And, and that's great, but we want to open up that door and give more and more people opportunities because I, there's so many people out there that have amazing things to share. And so um, I, I just think I, if that's something you're passionate about doing or curious about trying just do it. I totally. still do not think I'm the best presenter in the world. And I still don't think I have that much to offer. Um, but it's a, it's a cool opportunity and experience. And I, I'm grateful that I dove headfirst into it. And um, so I, I just hope people will, will put themselves out there. And if you want to present for Summit, submit something to us. We would love, we love to learn new talent. We are, we are actively seeking diversity and different presenters. And you don't have to be, you know, somebody who has a huge following and blog. And, and I just, I think there's so many people out there that we have not, never even heard from that have amazing things to offer. Yeah. And you can email hello at slpsummit.com and it will get to Marisha and me and Sarah for review. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, over the years, like you guys continue to bring like fresh people, people I've never even heard of, which is a good thing. Um, and topics that I would never have been like, Oh, I should go see that topic. You know how you get those things in the mail like this, you know, this topic's coming to your area. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so it's it's been a really great experience. And then you can watch it. You know, I don't know. You guys jump before. We'll head out. We're done talking about things. We'll wrap things up here. But just talk a little bit about the SLP Summit and when this next one, it's coming up pretty quickly. And just like how to get enrolled, all the fun things about it. Absolutely. So um, the registration can be done at bethebrightest.com. And that is where all the, the conference courses are being housed. If you go there and click on conferences, you'll see the SLP Summit Conference. And we've got some amazing speakers. I'm super excited about the topics. Um, like we had already kind of talked about, we're looking to do different topics each time. We really do base it on the feedback that we get from our audience. So at the end, we ask what you want to see and and we use that and um, develop the, the future summit. So we've got eight courses, each are one hour long and they are ranging from, we have um, presenters talking about diversity in literature. We have presenters talking about dysphagia in the schools. 
We have um, working in self-contained classrooms, advocacy in our field, play-based therapy, and phonological intervention. So lots of topics to choose from. And again, it's completely free. Eight hours of professional development offered for ASHA CEUs. If you do want us to submit it to ASHA, it's a $24.99 fee to do that. But otherwise, um, it will be run from July 27th to July 30th live. But then you can re uh, access the courses on demand through the 16th of August. And I just wanted to also uh, comment. So if you're, I don't know about other states, but in California for your state license, when you have to get 24 hours of continuing education, eight, I believe 18 of those have to be live, like in person or live webinars. So I actually used the SLP summit in the winter time because you guys do this, you know, two times a year. I use that and got a bunch of CEUs for 25 bucks. It was amazing. And then I had, so I had all those live hours because I, but you do have to watch it live and take the test, like I think that day um, to get that certificate that says live on it. But that's another, especially with like COVID happening and you're like freaking out, like I need live hours. This is your opportunity. Well, and live yeah. is cool too, because that's when we offer giveaways to just the live audience. So we have whether um, the presenters sometimes give away things that they've created. Um, and it, I feel like it just, you can ask the presenters questions then. That's what's so cool about it is that built into watching a live course is you can chat with other people. So other SLPs, but you can- I love the chat. Yeah. And <laughs> feel like you're connected because in this yeah. world, I mean, sadly, we feel isolated on a, on a good day because we're usually- the only one on our campus, maybe there are two or three, but that's, you know, kind of rare. We're always in the back of a campus, you know, on a, on a school campus. So it's a way to really connect with people that know you, that do what you do. And we get people from all over the world. People will start to pop in at the, the beginning. They're like, hey, I'm from Alabama. Hey, I'm from Alaska. Hey, I'm from Arizona. And then you get like, hey, I'm from Dubai. I'm from, you know, I'm in Jamaica. Yeah. I'm here. And so it's super cool to see the range of, of where people are coming from around the world and, and just accessing these. We, we watch each of these courses too. And we're like, man, we have learned so much. The presenters yeah. are so amazing. We always and you can do it in your pajamas. Yes. Or in your bathing suit. If it's summer, you sit by the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. Um, thanks Lisa and Sarah for coming on and like getting real and talking about what it's like to be a presenter. And I'm excited about the upcoming SLP Summit. Cool. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. We will chat with you anytime. You're one anytime. of our big humans. <laughs> same, same to you, too. You keep us entertained on Instagram. Go follow them at SLP Toolkit. You're in for a treat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Roller skates. Uh, Hedgehog. <laughs> Hedgehog. <laughs> We got some. Chris Wenger just sent us a video that he wants us to recreate. So next time we do, yeah. you guys need to do. I forget the girl's name where she takes supermodel photos and then recreates them with her. Oh, Celeste Barber. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, I could see you guys doing not that per se, but just something <laughs> along those lines. So I don't. Yeah, if you could do. I don't know if you guys TikTok. I do not. Um, it's. But I, I can see I what... do not, but I feel like we should. I know you're know. good at it. Right. So, well, anyways, it was great talking with you, and I will see you on the gram. All right. Sounds Sounds good. good. Okay. Uh -huh.
Thank <laughs> you.